Mmm, trying times. Hello, everyone, and welcome to day three of Girl Trek's Black History Bootcamp. I'm one of your guides along this 21-day journey. My name is Vanessa Garrison, and I'm one of the co-founders of Girl Trek, and I'm joined every day for this 21 days by my friend of more than 20 years and the other co-founder of Girl Trek, Morgan. Are you there, Morgan? I'm here. Ooh. Yeah. I'm out here walking in these streets, baby, in these streets. It feels good. I'm sweating. Sun is shining. People washing their cars. Listen, you can't stop us from, 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 from being extra black all the time. We like to wash our cars. We like to live in the sunshine, and we like to do our thing. That's what I'm saying. Look, and get our hair. Look, I was walking down the street, Morgan. I was just walking down the street here in D.C., and I had some braids, and I got my little uh, – a bra top on, what do you call these things? A running bra. And I was like, and I was singing the playlist really loud. And I was just walking and people was happy. They was just like, sing that song, ma'am, sing that song. And I was tearing it up. You could have thought I was Lauren Hill. I felt good and you black, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, is, it is a resistance. I was thinking about what you told me um, when you were lined up to vote yesterday and how people were braiding their hair on their porches. I mean, Listen, sometimes you got to be unapologetic about who you are. You got to stand in that. You got to celebrate it. You got to be proud. So, <laughs> so I'm out here living my life. What are we talking about today? <laughs> Morgan, we are talking about none other than Shirley Chisholm. And it's perfect that we're actually talking about her today when primary elections kicked off yesterday across the country. And you are absolutely right. I had to stand in line in Washington, D.C. almost five hours to vote. But you know what, Morgan? We say this all the time in Girl Trek. Welcome for all of the, those of you who are new to this movement. This is nothing compared to the road we have traveled. Girl Trek is the largest health movement in the country for Black women and girls. We have grown over the last 10 years to almost 690,000 members on track to a million members. And Morgan, we have got there by speaking truth to power, by honoring our history and looking back, by providing a safe space for Black women, and by providing sisterhood and accountability as we try to survive in a world that is literally trying to kill us every day. So when I was in line, I was just like, I cannot be talking about Ella Baker, which we did yesterday, and Shirley Caesar, and uh, I was going to call her Shirley Caesar, <laughs> and Shirley Chisholm, who we're talking about today, and not stand in this line. So I sit in the line, but also I recognize that that's the okie doke, right? And that there's no reason for people in this nation's capital to stand in line five hours to vote. Trust and believe there are whole systems out there that don't want us to show up to the polls. So. Please, 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 please vote y'all. Vote today. If you have primaries in your area, look it up online, get out there, do what it takes, even if you have to wait five hours because your vote matters so much. Now let's talk about Shirley Chisholm. First of all, let's talk about the outfit. Let's talk about the whole outfit she got on on that meme, okay? Can I or can I not get one of the military outfits? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. What, where was she going? What did she have that on for? And why was she so confident and so amazing? What do you know about her for the people who don't know anything? So a couple of things, Morgan. It's funny that you started with style because we are going to go there in this conversation. There's actually a great article about Shirley Chisholm on Vogue that actually talks specifically about her style and how she used it as a powerful tool. But I'm actually going to start with this quote because it's actually, I think, about what you were talking about earlier, and then I'm going to get into some fun facts just about showing up black. 
So it says, I want history to remember me not as the first black woman to have made a bid for the presidency of the United States, but as a black woman who lived in the 20th century and who dared to be herself. I want to be remembered as a catalyst for change in America. So what you're looking at on that poster, Morgan, is her basically saying, look, I am my damn self. And y'all going to take me with all this glory in the way that I give you. So I love it. I love all of her. I was looking at No, we can stop the call right there. We can, we can <laughs> stop the call right there. Show up right. as your damn self today. Today, tomorrow, yes. the next day, show up as yourself I'm stomping down the street. See, listen, if you're not out there walking with us, we need you out there walking. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm out of shape. <laughs> this corona done got me choked all the way up. This little 30-minute walk every day is everything I can do to get these protection pounds that I didn't gain off of If you are not walking with us, we encourage you. This is a meditation together, sister. There are 5,000 people who dial in every single day to walk together all across America on this line with you right now. So lace up your sneakers, get some fresh air. We need more vitamin D. Get we out do. there and do it. So, yeah. We do. All right, Morgan, well, I'm going to run through these fast facts. This is the yep. part of the conversation where you take notes if you need to take notes or come back and reference so that you can know everything you need to know about Shirley Chisholm in less than a minute. Morgan, she was born in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to BK. She was the oldest of four daughters to immigrant, to immigrant parents, a factory worker from Guyana and a seamstress from Barbados. She earned a master's wow. degree from Columbia. Yes, I know. She earned a master's degree from Columbia University in early childhood education in 1951. In 1964, she ran for and became the second African-American in the New York State Legislature. And in 1968, she sought and won a seat in Congress, becoming the first black woman to do so. Note, she was discriminated against significantly, and in 1972, she became the first black woman on a major party ticket to seek the nomination for President of the United States. She was blocked from even participating, Morgan, in, te in televised primary debates, but she took legal action because she didn't play, and she was permitted to make a speech. Students, women, minorities, people rallied for her, and she entered the primaries strong and showed up strong. Um, but did not get the nomination. We're going to talk about that in a minute because she had some haters who was after her, Morgan, and I got something to say to them right now. Um, she authored two books <laughs> during her lifetime, Unbought and Unbossed, which I highly recommend. And there's also a documentary, Unbought and Unbossed, by this amazing black woman whose name I cannot remember, but we'll put it in our Instagram. I would recommend the book and the documentary. And she also wrote another book called The Good Fight. She left Congress in 1983 and taught at Mount Holyoke College. She became popular on the lecture circuit. There's a bunch of great talks about of her on YouTube. I'd highly recommend you look some of them up. We put one of her speeches in the email today. This is important for both me, you, and all the women on the line, Morgan. She was married twice. Okay, it didn't work out the first time, ladies. Well, that's all right. She got back in the game. She got back in the game. That's an important fact. <laughs> And she had died on January 1st, 2005, at the age of 80. She was living in Florida at the time. And nearly 11 years after her death, um, she was posthumously awarded the Distinguished Presidential Medal of Freedom. That is Shirley Chisholm. We are talking about her right now because she is teaching us something about how we engage in the current systems, which we know, Morgan, as we are seeing what's unfolding in this country right now, the current systems are corrupt, ineffective, 
um, put in the adjectives that you want. But Shirley Chisholm was a woman who said, I am going to go into that arena and I'm going to bring my black woman self, whole self ideas and champion the things that I believe in while other people are also doing that other work. So today, I think that's actually a good place for us to step into this conversation because she said a quote, and I put this on in the email that, and it's a famous quote, everyone says it, if you don't have a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. But I don't know, Morgan, I do not know. I've been reading a lot of Marcus Garvey, you're in West Africa, and I'm like, do we bring a folding chair to the table or do we just pack up the materials, move to West Africa, and start over? Listen, I was thinking so much about the question you asked on day one, like whether or not we can use the master's tool to dismantle his house. And listen, I think it's all of the above. I really do. Mm -hmm. Some of the most powerful work in the country right now is the black mayors, governors, uh, legislators yeah. who are out there making policy for us. And I'm so, mm -hmm. you know, it's so funny. I read something about Shirley, uh, I don't know what's called it, Shirley, Shirley Chisholm. Um, <laughs> Ignorant, it's ignorant. But I, I read something about her a couple of months ago that when she first became a congresswoman, they tried to derail her and put her on the agriculture committee. And she was like, I'm from Brooklyn. Like, what do I know about the agriculture community? Stop playing. And you know what she did? She was like, Bet, put me on the agriculture community or co committee. She started um, thinking about food for the poor across the country yeah. and was instrumental, instrumental in, in figuring out how we even um, feed people with um, SNAP programs, with um, food stamp programs, with WIC programs. She was like, where are you going to put me next? She was like, done. Where are you going to put me next? Right. And I'm just like, I just really respect that wherever you are, like show up big and like leverage your power and lever leverage your imagination. Like I'm really into that. So yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So well, I don't Morgan, know if we bring a folding thing, table. I want to get into this, but here's the thing. When we okay. show up big and Shirley Chisholm did exactly what she said. And I also have some other facts about what she did while she was in Congress. She was only one of 19 representatives who even opposed um, the Vietnam war at the time that she was in there. And she was one of the only 19 yep. representatives to want to have hearings. She was a founding member of the congressional black caucus, a founding member of the congressional woman's caucus. And in spite of all that, I'm about to call some names out. In spite of all that, when she went to run for president, and I'm saying this to say that this is a building block to how we got here right now. She was uniquely qualified, uniquely qualified as an immigrant, as a woman, as an early childhood educator, as a master's degree from Columbia, as a legislature and a congressman to run for president of the United States. And yet, when she sought the presidency, the first black woman to do so, the, the biggest, most popular feminist in the country, Gloria Steinem, did not support her. She supported McGovern instead. And then to add oh, insult to no. injury. No, let I me, I got more. Of, to add heard insult heard to injury. Julian Bond, I'm calling you stuff out, you're still alive. Julian Bond, who at the time was a representative in the Georgia State House, who went on to do have a great career release in NAACP, he not only opposed her, he came out and told people that they should support the favorite sons of their state. What? What, Julian Bond? And then Jesse Jackson went on a campaign against her to support McGovern. Black women, this is what we are up against in this world. Shirley Chisholm was the most qualified candidate in 1972. She could have been the first black woman president, but she had haters in her corner, Morgan. And I don't even know how we navigate in this world. I'm angry about it. I have a serious question now. 
Did yeah. you see that picture of Jesse Jackson playing basketball in a little short? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what, what Marvin Gaye? It was so good. What Marvin Gaye put on Instagram? Marvin Gaye and Jesse Jackson, but for real. No, people are. I have seen it. No, I've actually seen the photo. Yeah. <laughs> people are haters, and I don't even know what else to say about it. Like we have to fight. We have to fight to be yeah. seen by the world abroad, and then. You know, it's interesting. This is interesting. I was working on the playlist for tomorrow, and I was afraid because I had some gospel music on, and then I had some rapid music right after the gospel music. And I was like, I don't want to offend nobody. And it made me think about, like, all of this talk about intersection, being intersectional with other movements, with other causes. And sometimes we need to be intersectional with ourselves. Like, we can have an yeah. identity as a Black person, and support other people who have a different identity. Um, and I, we have a hard time doing that because difference has been so cruelly used against us that we're really staunch with our identity. And so Morgan, not just used against us, but actually even in this look, even Red Fox said, look, look, he was like, I sure as hell prefer Raquel Welch to Shirley Chisholm trying to go in on her looks. Like that's the level that we have to navigate in this world just to exist. And yet, and I'm here to tell everybody on this call, Shirley Chisholm did the damn thing. That's why we're actually talking about her today. She was able to um, rise above and to still organize, strategize, um, advocate for at a policy level, at the national level, for things that have changed, dramatically changed our world and improved Black neighborhoods and families. And we celebrate her for pushing past Gloria Steinem, Julia Bond, Jesse Jackson, Red Fox, and everybody else who did not see her brilliance. And I am telling you, Black women, that there are going to be many days, many days, where you have to wake up and, and, and face that same onslaught. But you have to remember, and somebody just told me this, Morgan, we are somebody's ancestor. So we are somebody's ancestors. Like the way we care for our bodies, the way we get out in the fight, we are doing this so that in a hundred years, our daughters and their daughters can talk about us. So I'm so, I look, I was pumped to talk about her because I was like, y'all don't even know about this Shirley Chisholm. They really don't. Whew. You there, Morgan? Look, I done, I done set Morgan on fire and now she like, but that's a stop playing around with me. Stop playing around with me. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to read a powerful, a couple of powerful quotes that are from Shirley Chisholm that have actually been grounding me um, today and grounded me on my walk. And I think it's really important to the work that Girl Trek is doing. The first is that service is the rent we pay for the privilege of living on this earth. I really, really do believe that. And it's one of the things in Girl Trek that we've been talking about in particular with COVID and with what's happening with the protests. There are so many of you right now who are asking, how do I be of service? And by the way, still practice self-care. And then how do I be of service and do it in a way that is safe, in a way that is productive? It's like you see what is happening on the news. And I think there is a lot of guilt right now around what do I do? Am I doing enough? Am I being a fighter? Am I effective? And I am here to tell you that your service starts with you caring for yourself so that we can be in this game and in this fight for the long haul. That's why these are walk and talk. So we are walking and talking. We are physically moving our body, physically bringing in air, physically getting our heart pumping. We are doing that right now. And we are doing that because that is the service. And then the other service could be something small. 
It could be, look, like what I did yesterday, five hours in line to vote, because that is a service. We don't push past, you know, what is happening. We just keep going. We just keep going. We don't get tired. That could be service, right? Showing up to vote. Today's assignment, today's assignment in the email. Every, I almost did not know that it was primary election season, and I did not know, I'm being honest, that it was going to be the primaries yesterday in D.C. I have been running on all cylinders, working, helping family, doing the same things that you're all doing. So today's assignment, do not miss your primary date. We need you to look it up. We need you to know the date. We need you to show up, even in the primaries. The local elections are where we start to especially make traction. We start to especially make traction in the local elections. And then we can move it on up to the national elections and the places where we feel angry. And those are the things that we can really start to do as we honor Shirley Chisholm. So as I was reading about her, y'all, I was like, look, how did this woman who had all of these people opposing her how did she manage this? And I read something that absolutely shocked me. And it is something that I was like, our current president right now does not even understand this. But although Shirley Chisholm, at the exact time that she was running for president, was being absolutely opposed by George Wallace. And I want you all to hear me. George Wallace was the governor of Alabama, and he was also a presidential candidate. George Wallace is what we call a triple OG racist. You can look him up. As the governor of Alabama in 1970s, he had some of the most racist and oppressive policies in the country. And while he was running for president in the same election that Shirley Chisholm was running, he was shot five times in an unsuccessful assassination. He was shot five times and became paralyzed from the waist down for the rest of his life. And Shirley Chisholm did something that she got a lot of criticism for. She went to the hospital. She went to the hospital and she visited him. And she said, thinking about it then and now, that says everything you need to know about who I am. And then one of her friends said she did not agree with anything that Wallace stood for. There was no question about that. But she understood that if you really care about the country and you want to affect change, you have to embrace everybody. She was a true human being of sensitivity and commitment. And, and her friend said when he was shot, he was a human being in pain, and she wasn't going to turn her back on him. So she said, I couldn't stay long because he was very ill. But she said later in an interview that he actually held her hand tightly and didn't want to let her go. The, the story was moving, but also I was like, this is what black women do. Even when people hurt us, we will show up in the hospital bed to hold your hand. Even when people hurt us, we will show up in the hospital bed to hold your hand. And that ethic of care that black women have, I'm kind of struggling with because I'm like, I don't know if she's gonna show up in the hospital for George Wallace. And we extend so much energy to things that do not serve us. And yet our care ethic is actually what makes us brilliant, loving, beautiful, black women. And so I just want to hold on to that. I want to hold on to it, but I also want to manage my own energy so that I am not just giving it away. In fact, we are not just, we're doing that with people who are hostile to us. We are doing that with people who are in our own household, our family, our friends. We have to learn how to care for 
each other in ways where we set boundaries, where we love each other, but where we also pour in where we need and pull back where we need. So I'm just, I'm reflecting on that and I'm asking everyone to sit for a moment and reflect on right now in this call, as you are walking, where can you push in care for the people who you love and where do you need to pull back that care because you know what, that's not serving me and it's actually hurting me. Woo, that's a lot, V. I've been but. here the whole time. I went through a whole, let me tell you what happened. I was listening to Shirley Chisholm. I was fired up about the men. And then this man came running down the street, right? This man came running down the street and he's pouring sweaty. And he's like, ma'am, is there a pharmacy around here? My wife is in labor, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, sir, I am not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I am on a call. I am trying to inspire people. And then I, and then you was talking about services that rent you put. <laughs> I was talking about George Wallace being an OG racist and Shirley Chisholm still no, getting no, that. No, I heard all that, but I'm saying this black yeah. is running so that he ran past me. And I said no, because I'm so tight about people taking advantage of me and so many black yeah. women are. And I was like, no, yeah. sir, I can't help you. And I'm working. He, so I turned around and saw him. You know, the panic. Uh oh, Morgan, you're so, breaking up. Is, you're breaking up. Come back to us. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. I, I was saying, can you hear me? I was saying he was yep. talking about down the street in a panic. So I turned around and I was like, this man actually needs help. He don't got enough money to get the medication for his wife. So I ran back full speed to help him find the right pharmacy. This is why the revolution requires you to be in shape, y'all. I ran back and he's like in tears and he's like, I was like, well, what medicine do you need? And he said, my wife needs. Um, medicine to coagulate her blood and they, they told me to come talk to the pharmacy but they don't have it there and I went to the pharmacy up on the corner but it's too expensive and he was like so I have this money and he was and I was like well let's just go back and it, he was only he was short less than a dollar he was short less than a dollar for the oh. medicine and the man remembered him so this is what wow. I'm talking about the systems are not set up for us and sometimes we got to rally you guys we have to be this even when it feels vulnerable so I couldn't have made that up, but I was listening to you the whole time. It was real good. Yeah. <laughs> it was real good. Yeah. But I couldn't no, find it. heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. So Y'all, let's, let's get in the game. Let's get in the game. Yeah, that's, you gotta, that's the exact transition of where I was going. Yes. That's where I was going. I was like, how do we, this, this infuriated me yesterday. I was reading through all of the candidates on the ballot in the Washington DC election in Ward 2 where I live. And I even called you and told you about this. I was like, I mean, they're qualified, but they're not exceptional. And I was like, and they're serving communities that are primarily black and brown. And there were hardly any black and brown people on the ticket. And Morgan, I was like, we got, I gotta run for office. You gotta run for office. Oh, the, look. Black women on this line, you are qualified. We need to run for office. We need to get in the game. How do we do this, Morgan? Well, first of all, trust you me, you qualified. If me and Vanessa say we qualified, you qualified. We got yeah. the biggest skeletons in our closet in the history of skeletons, and we gonna run. <laughs> like y'all right. can do it. Y'all can do it. Here's the thing: you know more than anybody else knows, and you need a seat at the table for sure. How many, how many minutes we got? Let me just tell you this real quick. Yes. When I was in um, college, I was at Howard, and um, it was right when Amadou Diallo had gotten killed. And I, I was leading a protest from Howard to the um, Capitol. 
and Al Sharpton was there, the Nation of Islam was there, everybody was there because, you know, it wasn't as common as it is now, and it was a huge deal when Amadou Diallo got killed. So we're standing there, all the Howard students who are protesting or whatever, and there's one guy who keeps interrupting the program, and he looks to be like a homeless man, right? And he keeps going, mm-hmm. I know, I know, but brothers, brothers, and the Nation of Islam wasn't having it. They was like, not now, brother, not now, not now, brother, not now. And he kept raising his hand. He was so persistent. And so finally, the dude in the bow tie was like, bro, what you got to, what you got to say? And he came up to the mic and he said, I know y'all planning the big protest on Sunday, but none of the big buses run on Sunday. So I just want you to know that it's going to be really hard for a lot of people to get here. And it was yeah. essential information. <laughs> what I'm saying right. is that women, you have essential information for your communities, for the healing, and you deserve a platform. You have the answers, you have the solutions, and there are so many organizations that are ready and willing to help you run for office. Please run for office. Yeah. Please consider it, yeah. whether it is the school board, whether it is your local, uh, some kind of commission, whether you are a council person in a district, or whether you go big and run for state or national government. Please consider running because we need you in those positions of power to allocate resources, to change the prison industrial complex, to change uh, the, the inequality with wages, to change all these things. Those are policy decisions. So as you are walking, consider this call to action to run. My goal for us as a community is that we would have 100 girl trekkers across the country who are elected into office next year or the following year or the next season, that in the next two or three years, we will have women in local national government that are all in seats of power. So that is my call to action to you. We will on our Instagram at Girl Trek put um, people who you should look into like Higher Heights who are helping people run for office. Shout out to Higher Heights, all right? So that's our call to action today. And Morgan, this is, and this is a good place for us to even end this call, because this goes back to how we started the call with Shirley and how she looks on that meme. Black women, and, and, and they, they, they write about this in Vogue, and they wrote about it in a couple of other articles, and they were talking about, and they said, her posters and buttons left no doubt about who she was. One badge she did showed her face surrounded by the circle of an astrological Venus symbol. She didn't downplay her, feminist, her femininity. She flaunted it. And I was thinking, yeah, because it's one of the things that I love about Ayanna Presley, who is a friend of um, Girl Trek, and she's, you know, out of Massachusetts and in Congress and doing her thing. And even, and I never can say her name correctly, ACS the um, Latina woman who with the always wears the cute gold hoops and the red lips. Um, but both of them I love because they're showing up as themselves. And one of the things that I think we have permission to do, and I'm giving black women permission to do it, and Shirley Chisholm gave you the permission to do it. This isn't run for office, so let's look at this like mold and model of how we need to show up. Let's get our little business suits on and do this little thing and show up. No, I'm saying in this new world that we are pushing in to create in this new world where the opportunity is ours to decide, no, I don't want to do this. Yes, I want to do this. This is how I am. This is who I am. This is how I want to be celebrated. As we go into office, let's go in as black women. Let's show up as, as who we are in the ways that we want, in the full fabric of our rich fullness across the diaspora with our African wraps on and our, you know, whatever we want, red bottom shoes and your Brazilian silky, like show up as you. Or your tight skirt. You're running for the women's board and shirts. Wear your tight skirt. Wear your tight skirt. (laughs) 
the revolution, the revolution, this new universe we're living, it's going to require black women to show up as yourself. And not just in that arena, I, speaking of being blackity black, look, play your music loud, turn your windows down, jump rope in the middle of the street, stop apologizing, stop making people feel comfortable. We ain't doing that no more. We ain't doing that no more, Morgan. Stop shrinking, y'all. Stand tall. Stop shrinking. I did shrinking. get a noise complaint. I did get a noise complaint in my apartment. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm jamming. <laughs> I was jamming some, I was jamming some fila. And they was like, came up knocking on the door. I had it going all the way out into the street. Cause I was like, people need to hear this. They was like, you got a noise complaint, man. But it's all right. First of all, fila, fila is a tennis shoe. Fila is a tennis shoe. Fela is the worldwide singer. So stop. Fela, thank you, Morgan. Yes, Fela. <laughs> thank you. That's why you got friends in America. And friends yeah, in I don't want them No, Fela. I don't want them coming for you on Twitter. Yes. I don't want them yes. coming for you. Listen, we love you all. You are worthy. You have something to say. You have a voice. You are beautiful exactly how you are. Show up and give the girls behind you permission to show up exactly like you are. Tall, skinny, big, black, light, loud, quiet. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. We love you, and we cannot wait to see y'all take over take over run for office let us know give us a shout out so you and show up to the, the polls that's the first place you yes yes the first place you show up to is the polls please 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 yes. show yes. up to the polls yes 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 we would love to one last thing um our um our director of public affairs was like um you know the hashtag black history boot camp has been co-opted by um trolls and i was like what and it's because we haven't been using hashtag Black History Bootcamp. So if you are going to the polls and walking yourself to the polls, use Black History Bootcamp, hashtag Black History Bootcamp, to show us and tell us that you're going to the polls today or tomorrow. We would love to see you out there. We love you all. Welcome all the new We'll be families. back tomorrow with day four. Yes, yeah, yep. we'll be back yes, with day four tomorrow. If these recordings are available on our Instagram, if this has touched you, touch another woman, that also is activism. The sharing of relevant information for the uplifting of your friends and family is a level of activism that we need right now. So text the link, share the link, tag it on Girl Trek's Instagram, but bring this in. We can have, us, we can have 10,000 more women by tomorrow morning. We can have 10,000 more women by tomorrow morning so that we are leaning in and walking together. Thank you so much for joining so us, everyone. Goodbye. Government only responds to unyielding pressures when the citizens of the nation begin to indicate clearly, not by rhetoric, not by resolutions, but by activism, that something has to be done.